Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode on the Sports Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Sage McSwain, and for today's episode, I'm going to be going over the top 10 NBA teams uh, that haven't won or that didn't win a championship or uh, a final championship. Um, and there have been a lot of teams here, um, but uh, I'll just be going over the top 10 teams, the most notable teams that really, they were really close and they just ended up not cutting it uh, to win a finals championship now starting off at number 10 i have the 1990 to 91 portland trailblazers now at the time um the portland trailblazers were really good i mean the, over the past three seasons before this season uh they made two trips to the finals um and one appearance in the playoffs i believe and so at this point clyde drexler was really making a name for himself Obviously, so was Michael Jordan at, uh, around this time, um, but um, I think the best, you know, the best group uh, for the Trailblazers in this time span was the 1990 to 91 squad. I mean, they had, I mean, they had the best, uh, they had the best record in the NBA at the time, uh, led by Clyde Drexler, obviously Terry Porter, Kevin Duckworth, and uh, Drazen Petrovic. So overall, a really good team. Um, but when it really came down to it, they ended up having to play against Magic Johnson and the Lakers, and you know how the 90s Lakers were, so uh, they were going off, um, and the Trailblazers really just couldn't do much. Uh, they tried, but no avail. Uh, they ended up losing in six games in the Western Conference Finals, um, and will end up as one of the best teams to never win a Finals Championship. Now, with uh, the ninth spot, I have the year prior, um, speaking of the Lakers, the 1989 to 1990 Lakers. And obviously this team was amazing. They had Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Vlade Divac, Orlando Wood, Woolridge, and then obviously coached by Pat Riley. And this team was elite. Uh, they ended up, uh, they ended the season off with a 63 and 19 record, which was one of the best records in the league at the time. And I mean, they they made it to the playoffs. I mean, everything looked like it was gonna go their way, uh, up until they lost in five games to the Phoenix Suns. Okay, lost five to a fifth seed Phoenix Suns. Fifth seed Phoenix Suns. They lost in five games, and it was really tough for the Lakers uh, for, at that point in time uh, because mainly they were just such a great team. Nobody really expected them to lose. Um, I mean, they made it to the finals the year prior, um, and then also won the finals two years ago, or the year prior to the year prior. So, uh, so basically, in the past three seasons up to this point, uh, the time of this Lakers team, they won the finals. Or, uh, and then they lost in the finals, and then they had the best record in the league, and they weren't able to make it to the finals. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was a really great team. Just looking at that roster, just looking at what they had overall, just a really great team. And who knows if Magic Johnson would have won the finals this year, he would have had six rings on his career. So overall, I think that would have that would have propelled him up to goat status, or at least further than what many people have him as. I feel like he's somewhat underrated as of now's like as of today's standards i don't think he's as highly ranked as he should be i mean he really revolutionized the game especially in the passing game with you know the flashy passes but also playing uh as a guard as a big guard you know kind of revolutionized the game in that way so 
if he if he had won six rings in his career, who knows um, what how we'd be talking about Magic Johnson now. Now coming at the eighth spot, we have my 2005 to 2006 Detroit Pistons. You know, it kind of hurts me to put this. You know, I was born in 2005. It's my team, um, but you know, have, it's, it's tough to put them on this list. But obviously, after shocking basically the entire world beating the Lakers in 2004 for the NBA Finals. Um, a lot of people had um, a lot of high expectations for the Detroit Pistons, and they did deliver in the regular season, ending with a 64-18 and record. Um, now, obviously, they're on this list for a reason. They easily coasted over to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, where they played the Heat, which kind of seemed like everybody was like, mm, the Heat, kind of a bad team, you know? put them up with the Pistons, everybody really thought, hmm, you got old Shaq, this kid named Dwayne Wade, who who is he? But the Heat's shockingly, I mean, not really shockingly, but I guess now, if you're looking at it in hindsight, but now, I mean, they have Shaq, who's a really great player, obviously in the post, even later in his career after he left the Lakers, I mean, he was was still good, so, and you you got Shaq there. Uh, just just coming out of the Lakers, and then obviously Dwayne Wade, which is one of the best shooting guards uh, in all of NBA history, um, and it was a young Dwayne Wade nonetheless. Um, and the Pistons ended up losing in six games in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Heat went on to win another championship, um, and you know just uh, giving Detroit another year. Uh, for waiting for another championship to hit the shelves, uh, so it, it was it was it's tough now. It's tough, you know, because you can say the Detroit Pistons last time they won in two thousand four. Okay, now you got to say that. Could have said two thousand five on one more year, you know. Maybe would have look, made it look uh, you know a tad bit better. They probably went out won another championship. Who knows? Maybe they would have. Maybe they would have had more, add added more players. Maybe made better decisions in draft picks, um, but. Uh, other than that, just overall, just w- didn't end up that good for the Pistons after 2005. Now, next at the seventh spot, I have the 1995 to 96 Seattle SuperSonics. Now, the SuperSonics ended the season with the second best record, with a 64 and 18 record, second to only the best, probably one of the best teams in NBA history, the. Uh, Chicago Bulls, which ended 72 and 10. Now the SuperSonics did actually did they they did their thing in the, the playoffs. I mean they beat the Sacramento Kings, Houston Rockets, and Utah Jazz to you know proceed on to the NBA Finals. Obviously they're going to be facing the Bulls here, and they ended up just not being able to win. Uh, the Bulls ended up winning in six games to the Seattle SuperSonics, um, and I mean overall. This is probably the same thing that people will say about Patrick Ewing, is that Patrick Ewing would have won a ring if it weren't for Michael Jordan, and this Supersonics team would have won a ring if it weren't for Michael Jordan, okay? Because if my if Michael Jordan weren't there, would the Bulls have done a 72-10 season, okay? And would they have even beaten the Supersonics in the finals? Who knows? But obviously, I mean, the Supersonics just were a great team. They finally found their rhythm 
um, and Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. I mean, there's there's the dynamic duo that we all know and love, and they played great. Um, just mainly, it's just Michael Jordan um, and the Bulls. They were just a really strong team, and this, they were able to overpower the Supersonics. So, um, yeah, again, it's another instance of if it weren't for Michael Jordan, the Supersonics probably would have won the championship. Uh, now, speaking of Michael Jordan, uh, coming in at the sixth spot of the 1996 to 97 Utah Jazz. Um, now, the Utah Jazz, they were doing their thing, okay? They, they, they were doing their thing. Um, the past three seasons, they lost, I believe, in the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, the previous year, losing to the Supersonics, which I just said, in the Western Conference Finals to make it to the finals. Um, and this year, they finally made it to the finals. But, um, again, I mean, I mean, it was a treacherous path. I mean, they had the Clippers, the Lakers, the Rockets, um, but they had to face Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And again, just another, another instance of where if Michael Jordan just didn't exist, we would have probably talked about these teams a lot differently. Um, but the Jazz, they, they had to play against Michael Jordan. Obviously, game one, they had the shot where Michael Jordan hit the game winner. And then in game five, obviously headlined by the flu game, which I did cover on a previous episode on the podcast. And um, the Jazz ended up losing in six after that flu game. Um, and just overall, I mean, poor performance by the Jazz, uh, in my opinion. Uh, they just really, they really couldn't get, they really couldn't get it done. Um, you know, past three seasons, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They finally make it to the finals and they just couldn't beat Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Um, so I guess that's, that's another common occurrence that'll happen here. So Michael Jordan is just ruining teams. Okay. Great teams in the NBA. He's just ruining them. Okay. He's just, he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit this shot real quick. Boom. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to play with the flu in quotation marks, you know air quotes because again I did cover that in another episode but then also just him just being Michael Jordan okay doesn't make any sense but the Bulls beat another team in the finals um and just kind of preventing Carl Malone from Carl Malone and John Stockton to have really legendary careers or at least more than what they already have in the NBA now coming in at the fifth spot I have the 2008 to 09 Cleveland Cavaliers now overall it looked like a really great season put together by the Cavs and uh, especially led by LeBron coming on his about what sixth sixth season in the league um because yeah he was drafted in 2002 so yeah about sixth season in the league um I mean they ended the season with a uh what I think the league best 66 and 16 and they swept the Detroit Pistons and Atlanta Hawks in the first two rounds to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they met up with an Orlando Magic team led by Dwight Howard. Okay, now, you're probably hearing that name like Dwight Howard. Laughable, okay? Dwight Howard, what's so scary about Orlando Magic Dwight Howard was a different type of Dwight Howard, okay? That was, that was another Dwight Howard. I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure Dwight Howard got cloned. That's only other, that's my only other explanation because Dwight Howard just fell off the earth. I mean, he kind of came back with the Lakers that one year that they won the championship. Um, and he was pretty good with the Rockets, but there's nothing like 
that 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 Orlando Magic Dwight Howard, you know. So he he was doing his thing uh, back then, and I mean, uh, most notably in the series for the Cavs, LeBron James hit that game winner to tie the series at one apiece in uh, by at the end of Game Two. Um, but other than that, there was nothing much uh, for the Cavs to do. They end up losing in six games um, to the Orlando Magic, and I believe the Magic didn't end up winning that sh- uh, winning the championship that season. Um, can't remember who they had to play. For some reason, I can't remember. But um, overall, the Cavs season was really good with LeBron, but I think he just needed more more of a supporting cast. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a really great re- great season by the Cavs. Great season by LeBron. Um, but, I mean, there's another common occurrence, though, with these teams. They keep losing in six games. So, they, they keep, they they at least win two, though. They make sure to win two, and then, uh, they just don't know what to do with the rest of the four, so. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it, was, it looked like a great season stat line. Everything looked great. Um, just, I don't, I just think they just couldn't get it done, uh, at the end of the day. Now, coming in at the fourth spot, I have the 2006 to 07 Dallas Mavericks. Uh, now, this is probably one of the greatest teams in sports history. Uh, they had Dirk Nowitzki, who averaged 24.6 points per game, Jason Terry, Josh Howard, and Jerry Stackhouse, just to name a few players on that team. Overall, I mean, if you think about uh, how good the Dallas Mavericks were back then, uh, this is mainly the team that a lot of people think about. Um, and as for this season, it's kind of obvious that they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, they just wanted to know who's going to play in the Western Conference Finals. It's either going to be the Mavericks versus the Spurs or the Mavericks versus the Suns. And at the time, the Suns had uh, Steve Nash. And then um, the Spurs, you know, obviously had the whole Spurs team of uh, uh, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, um, yeah, and they hadn't had Kawhi Leonard at this point, I don't believe, so, um, it was overall, you know, the, those three guys, and Dirk, and, uh, Steve Nash, those three guys were really, uh, up for a Western Conference Finals appearance, but, unexpectedly, the 42-40 and 40 Golden State Warriors, led by Baron Davis, beat the Dallas Mavericks in the first round in six games, in six games, they... So the 42 and 40 Golden State Warriors with Baron Davis beat one of the greatest teams in sports history in the first round in six games. Didn't go to seven in six games. Again, <laughs> another pattern that you'll see in six games. But um, overall, it was really it was really surprising when I heard that because I mean nobody really thinks of Baron Davis as a great player, but he was great. He was great on the on that Warriors team um, before you know Steph Curry showed up. You know, kind of. Kind of revolutionized the game there, but Baron Davis, always a special person in the Warriors franchise, um, and it was great. It was great, kind of diving back into these teams because of you know the different names that you see pop up, or just like the teams, like the the Golden State Warriors. Like nobody really remembers them being good back in the day, so um, you know it was great seeing those teams back in in the mix, but. Yeah, over. I mean, like just looking at the Dallas Mavericks roster. I mean, they definitely had a championship-winning team. I think, yeah, they uh, they just kind of got beat out by the Warriors that year and uh, uh, proved to be just you know too good, I guess, in the first round for the Mavs. 
Now coming in at the third spot, I have the 2015 to 16 San Antonio Spurs. Now, I feel like this team was actually really overlooked during the season, and they were clearly one of the best teams in the league, obviously behind the Golden State Warriors at the time, which, uh, you know, that team was really doing their thing. Um, and, I mean, overall, uh, they it looked like they had a really good team. Uh, I mean, again, they had Tim Duncan, Mondrinobli, uh, Tony Parker, and at this time they would still have Kawhi Leonard. So, overall, I mean, everything looked good. Um, and a lot of people, you know, were excited to see the Spurs and Warriors Western Conference Finals matchup. Um, but instead that never ended up happening. Um, yep. And so in this season, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Spurs in the second round in a six game series. And man, just imagine seeing Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on the same team again. Uh, is is crazy that they actually played in the same team, and I was like, actually able to watch those teams, which is crazy. But um, I'm sorry. So the so the team was playing great, um, but yeah, in the second round, the Thunder really just came in, and this is the kind of the season that kicked off everything, you know, with Kevin Durant being a snake and everything like that. Because after the Thunder beat the Spurs in the second round, they moved on to the Western Conference Finals, where they ended up playing against the Warriors, which then the Thunder lost, and then KD went to the Warriors, so who knows what would have happened if the Spurs ended up beating the Thunder, would Kevin Durant still be in Oklahoma City, or would he have still gone to the Warriors, or possibly even gone to the Spurs, but, you know, at the end of the day, who knows, but, uh, it's just great to speculate on that, and see, you know, the what-ifs of these teams really won, and how it would have changed the league, uh, especially, I mean, if Kevin Durant never played against the Warriors, would he have known how good the Warriors are, or would he have even considered going, leaving OKC, um, leaving Russell Westbrook, but, Overall, I guess we'll never know. Um, maybe an alternate universe where the Spurs won. Uh, maybe we'll see. But, um, uh, you know, that one was kind of a shocker. But, um, yep, Spurs just couldn't get it done with one of probably the best le- uh, teams in the league. Now, coming at the number two spot, I we're going to go way back. I have the 1972-73 to Boston Celtics. Uh, now, at this time, the Boston Celtics had the second-best regular season record, ending with a 68-14 and record, led by John Havlicek, Dave Cowens, JoJo White, Paul Silas, and Don Nelson, who are just some of the players that were actually Hall of Fame members from the squad um and they easily eliminated the atlanta hawks in the first round uh, but in the eastern conference finals they had to go up against willis reed and walt frazier uh, uh for the new york knicks and this one was pretty tough uh havlicek ended up having a shoulder injury in the in this finals um so that kind of really hindered uh the celtics performance and um they ended up losing in seven games um, to the Knicks, so, uh, I mean, if, if, if the Celtics were able to win another championship, I mean, the Celtics would just been too good of a team, okay, like, that's another banner, they probably would have been more elite, I think, what, they're currently tied or near the Lakers in, uh, in team or organization wins or finals appearance or finals wins, so, overall, I mean, if they were able to win that one, who knows how we'd be talking about the Celtics 
I think they probably would have been still one of the best teams in all of NBA history. Now with the number one spot, you gotta have the 2015 to 2016 Golden State Warriors, okay? Gotta, gotta have them here. Now obviously, I just talked about the 2015-2016 San Antonio Spurs, so I don't have to go over the entire Western playoffs, or Western Conference playoffs, but obviously, this team ended with a season, or I guess record-breaking, uh, record, <laughs> uh, with a, with a record of 73 and 9. Okay, so obviously everybody was like, they're, they're winning the championship. Undisputed. Okay, undisputedly winning the championship. Uh, they're one of the best teams in all of NBA history. They've had the best record in NBA history. So obviously I think they're going to win the championship. Um, so, you know, as I already talked about in the Spurs segment, Spurs ended up losing to the Thunder. Uh, so the Thunder really took care of the Warriors number one, uh, I guess, worry in in the in the playoffs so they had to go up against the thunder and the thunder actually had a 3-1 lead against the warriors and uh but the warriors ended up rallying back winning and then going to the finals to play against the cleveland cavaliers um but just when you beat a 3-1 lead you create a 3-1 lead and the warriors created one 3-1 lead over the cavaliers it looked inevitable okay the warriors winning a championship just seemed you know, like the storybook ending, a two-peat, you know, back-to-back, you win championships, you know, move on, but the Cavs rallied back from a 3-1 record, or a 3-1 lead, and they ended up winning the series in seven, um, as LeBron's only championship back in Cleveland, he ended up winning that one, so it, it came around full circle, okay, earlier in the video, I talked about LeBron James and the Cavs, 2008-2009, and now in 2015 2016 at the end of the video we get lebron winning a championship um with um you know another pretty good Cavs dynasty but and eh, you know not really but it was there i mean what it was like a three years it was like a th- yeah it was a three-year battle with the Cavs and warriors so i mean it was it was, it was a great run it was great it was boring but nevertheless it was a great run by both the warriors and Cavs in that three-year span but in all, the Warriors ended up losing to the Cavs in seven and kind of actually, you know, ending probably one of the most promising uh, seasons from a team of all time. I mean, I don't think anybody's really going to be beating this record anytime soon. I mean, winning 74 games in a season is a pretty big feat and you're going to need a great team to do that. And the Warriors were a great team, so I'm, uh, you're going to need a team better than the 2015-2016 uh, Golden State Warriors to beat that record. So overall, I think that's why I have them at my number one spot is just mainly because of that record, uh, you know, beating the NBA record for the most wins in a season and also just not being able to win, especially coming back from a 3-1 lead and then losing a 3-1 lead the next series. So uh, it's just incredible to see that. Um, but that was all. If you have any other teams that... 
you know, that you thought were probably one of the best teams in the league that just weren't able to win the NBA Finals, you know, leave it down in the comments below. And while you're down there, leave in a comment, make sure you hit the like button and hit subscribe. And if you're listening on a podcast podcast platform, uh, make sure you hit the follow button to leave a five-star review. That'd be very meaningful to me. Uh, so thank you if you do go ahead and do that. It is free. Um, but if and since that is all, um, please share the video with anybody that you think or episode if, uh, with anybody that you think would be interested. And uh, that'll be all.